You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, So as you all know, Lacey and I are planning on departing um, Illini Life and Hopefully some of you are coming later this, uh, after the service to the Hadley's house to um, meet with us for that. But as we've been kind of going through this season of saying goodbye to Line Life, uh, it's really caused us to reflect back over our years here. Um, just a time of, of deep connection with this fellowship. It's been both significant in time and impact. Uh, my personal story uh, is probably similar to a lot of yours, uh, but it's just a single strand in the fabric of iLife's legacy. Um, As we celebrate Advent and the birth of Lord Jesus this morning, uh, I wanted to share the joy and gratitude that I feel for my time in this ministry. Uh, It is, of course, our faithful and loving God who really gets all the credit um, for all of our stories. Nonetheless, I desire to tell you how God has used iLife in my life. Uh, My story begins in June 1982. I was born to a German blue-collar Catholic family in Missouri whose chief virtues were family and hard work. I grew up with an unchallenged assumption that God was real, that Jesus died on the cross as a sacrifice for people, that there was a heaven and a hell. Most days, though, were focused on going to work to provide for the family, followed by work in the evening to make life better, ratchet it up a little bit for the family. Uh, And then you go to church on Sunday morning because that respected God's existence and avoided the guilt of not going like every good Catholic should. After church, though, you go back home and you work some more. If work was a top virtue, laziness and poor quality work were the top sins for adoption. So through middle school and high school, I was a pretty quiet guy, a bit nerdy, um, definitely a follower type. Hard work translated into getting good grades. That was my motto. Um, Good grades and mature behavior earned me the praise and admiration of my parents and teachers. Uh, My senior year, I also managed to catch the eye of a bold and tenacious girl in choir with the best voice in the room. Well, she was interested in me despite my short stature, uh, but it was really the car that sealed the deal for me. That's what convinced her. Um, I was really proud of that car, which I bought with my own hard-earned cash that I'd saved up ever since I was 10. Um, a sleek, jet black 1989 Chevy Camaro Rally Sport with Lexon T-tops and rear louvers. It was a beauty. Anyway, uh, I graduated valedictorian, headed off to a top four engineering school, and proceeded to get a 4.0 GPA my freshman year. Life wasn't perfect, but it was going well and in a direction I liked. I had the success I wanted, um, the girl, and a very bright future. Uh, But one day, that tenacious girl, whom I was still dating, asked me, what do you really believe about God? What does it mean to be Catholic? I didn't have a great answer at the time, which put our relationship on uncertain grounds, uh, eventually leading to several breakups over the next couple years. At the time, though, she had attended a summer program in Colorado called Leadership Training with her church from Mizzou called The Rock. And she said, you know, I met some people at LT that go to a church like mine called The Line of Life. You could, you could check it out. Here's a phone number to call and ask. It was one of those suggestions 
you get that isn't really a suggestion because you know your girlfriend's going to be mad at you if you ignore her. <clears throat> I mean, I thought I was good with God. I was Catholic. I knew Jesus was. I went to church weekly. At the same time, I, I was genuinely curious, um, and she was right about needing to find the answers to those questions, especially if I wanted things to work out with her. So I called. I left a message after a return phone call from Dan Cranston, who only a few in this room know. Dan? Yeah. I ended up in a summer Bible study with Dan, Brent Dickman, and Matt Campbell. And that began a 16-year relationship with a group of people, a mission, and really a family called the Line of Life Christian Fellowship. And it was through that fellowship that Jesus taught a born-and-raised workaholic the value of community over hiding in a dorm room, questing for a perfect GPA. My identity was so heavily tied to academic success, it left little room for play or friendships or hobbies. But I found the joy of community in iTeams, which is what we called our small groups back then. Uh, Jesus transformed my identity through this fellowship from a perfect performer, seeking man's praise, to a fully accepted child of God. I could learn to just be myself and let go of the anxiety and self-criticism that often plagued me. Uh, He gave me an eternal hope to stand against the tough times of life, from getting my first C as a sophomore, you know, to marriage conflicts that felt overwhelming and unfixable, dramatic birth complications, financial low points, and facing my ability, inability to fix my own brokenness. He provided a strategy for freedom from sin and addiction based on truth and brotherly accountability. Also because of this fellowship, I took my first major step discovering the depths of God's grace and love at a fall retreat my junior year. A little prop there. I learned to step up and lead small groups and set up crews. That shy boy was uh, slowly diminishing. Thanks to our staff's incessant promotion, as you all know, I attended a summer LT along with that high school girlfriend um, who should have, who you should have guessed by now is Lacey. When I told her I wanted to pursue dating with intent to marry, at this point, I was confident in my salvation through Christ and knew what I believed. And that gave her the confidence to agree. And while we are, while we are far from perfect, we now have a beautiful Christ-centered marriage and family. I learned Robert Lewis's definition of manhood through men's fraternity and have had the privilege to pursue authentic manhood with a number of you guys out there over the years. I grew as a husband and father thanks to the counsel of friends like Wagers, Wilkos, Kirsteins, Kings, Hebleys, and many others. And I developed a lasting sense of how amazing the family of God can be when we are on mission together, serving in Mexico, Honduras, Memphis, and even in town. My <laughs> um, <clears throat> life is a great place to grow and thrive as a follower of Jesus. There really is a richness, a specialness in how this fellowship cares for one another, helps one another, forgives one another, and lives humbly without superficiality. It's in the DNA here, and after 16 years, it has marked Lacey and I permanently. As Lacey and I reroute the strand of our story out of iLife's fabric into another, we will forever be connected to this fellowship and will always be able to look back with wonder and thankfulness to our God. Our plan is to take what we have absorbed from this ministry and weave it into the next adventure. When you graduate or receive a new calling yourself, I hope you do the same. 
I'm Matt Dopsch. That's a bit of my story. Thank you. We love you. And we hope to see you after the service.